This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the Ice Pirates. See a totally spaced out adventure. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. I'm Hotlanta. You're scared now, ain't you? I'm Troy. Uh, no, I'm not scared. I'm already <laughs> upset at the way this is going, though. Smell scared. <laughs> smell like fear. You smell like teen spirit, Chris. Teen spirit and fear. Is that better than Axe Body Spray? It can't be worse. Man, just imagine if if fucking like Kurt Cobain come a come come along like 15 years later, it would have been called "Smells Like Axe Body Spray." Probably wouldn't have had any air horns though. Yeah, yeah. probably would have had the millennial whoop in it though. Yeet. Uh huh. Calm down. Why don't you relax? Never. Yeah, oh. yeah, Chris, sit the fuck down and relax. Oh, worked up. He's pacing the whole time when he does his pause cast. Podcast. It's fucking yeah. nerve wracking. I can't even Crystal talk right. Animals. I'm upset. Podcast. Podcast. So my words aren't good. What did we do this week? We watched Ice Pirates. Yep, Ice Pirates. As suggested by me as our final entry in our October of No Horror Movies month. Next month we can go back to watching stuff get killed, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Damn I mean, right. stuff got killed in this movie. Yeah, it's not the same, though. It's mostly robots. Yeah, it was robots. Yeah, mostly. Boy, I hate robots. Yep. Stealing people's jobs. So, Christabel Aloysius, read your little book. So, this movie starts up. Drawn Amplis. Uh-huh. From the beginning. And we learned that we live in the distant future where 2019 where water is the key to life water he who controls the ice controls the universe like meth yeah sure like like spice yeah like spice obviously I don't know what that means K2 bruh (laughs) no not that kind of spice (laughs) (laughs) bath salts yeah like that like bath salts yes Facey. You controls the bath salts, controls ah. the universe. And, Quit smiling. Read your book. And the uh, the the titular ice pirates are going after some ice, pirate style. Yep. Whoa! I thought it was ice going after pirates. And uh, this movie lets you know pretty much right away what you're in for, because when they board the uh, vessel. They board through the bathroom, and there is an alien pooping. He is. Yep. Then they whack him on the head to knock him out, and he poops some more. Yep. Yeah, so... The old knock-on-the-head poops. Boy, I've had them. We've all been there. Right? You you never passed out so hard you pooped yourself? No, I have. That's what I'm saying. No, I've not passed out so much, but got punched in the head so hard that I pooped myself. I pooped so hard I passed out once. (laughs) Chris pooped on so, his own head so much that he knocked himself out one time. 
That was mostly the angle it took. <laughs> angle of the dangle. So Brett got rousied, so that's good. Why, Ronda Rousey poop on her own head, too? No. What? She punched a, she punched a lady so hard that she passed out, and her shorts were brown when she got off the mat. Oh, that's true. I guess I did punch a lady so hard that she shit herself. No, I said so you you good. got rousied, not oh, that you were I, Okay, thank you. <laughs> I got punched so hard by a woman that I pooped my pants. That's okay. Yes, All yes. Right. That was the story you were telling just a second ago, Brett. I don't remember. I remember distinctly you saying you got punched so hard by a lady that you pooped your pants. <laughs> Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. <laughs> Brett's got a concussion. It's fine now. Just don't let me fall asleep. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've already violated that yeah. on the podcast. Well, no, like right now. Oh, okay. I didn't have this concussion months ago. Nope. That's a fresh concussion. Yeah. Old concussions are boring. Yeah, you got to get a new one to replace them. We've got to upgrade them <laughs> concussions. Once you get into it's, the concussion lifestyle, you know what I mean? You just got to keep the buzz going. You Chasing the that concussion dragon, ladder, bro. You know? Chasing the Sell concussion, concussion dragon. Get a new one. It's a rough life. My head hurts. Go ahead, Chris. So, uh, as they're uh, on board, they're hiding from... The I don't know the Templars. The Templars, and they uh they dash into somebody's quarters, where they meet up with the princess in the hyperbolic chamber. <laughs> yeah, but more cryogenic. She is apparently literally smoking hot. Yeah, and I also like that uh, the head pirate Jason. Of the pirate knots tries to get where a look is, down. Where is the Argonauts? While she's asleep. That very classy dude. Yeah. But they, uh. He was just flirting. So they leave there and they go to steal the ice from uh, some sort of distillery or water treatment plant. The old yeah. ice water distillery treatment plant. And there is, uh, some swashbuckling that occurs, complete with swinging. And I think that's people. the first time we've got to use that word in this podcast. That's pretty cool. And then uh, he gets the toe of his boot cut off, but apparently his boots were too lo- too big because he had stolen them. So he did not get his toes cut off with the toe of his boot. He's really yeah. size six. And so they, uh, they managed to steal the ice. And on the way out, he also steals the princess. Yep. Because he's Ron a classy Froming dude. Gets his hand cut off. Yeah. Pearl Man. And did we find out that the short robot's better at fighting because short guys try harder? Yeah. Those robot fights were pretty awesome. <laughs> All the robot action in this movie is pretty awesome. Most of the robots are pretty janky because they were bought super cheap and well, repaired and aren't very good. Snipping random wires off of their necks too, so. <laughs> yeah. My favorite's the one dude who like undoes a bolt and he just completely falls apart. Yep, pulls himself apart. <laughs> well, there's the one scene where the one robot's walking and he's fine, and the guy just comes up and snips a wire, and now the robot walks with a limp. Yeah. Hey, this guy's going too well. I'm going to fuck him up a little bit. Yeah. There we go. These robots that are already bad at stuff, I should go ahead and cripple this one. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, so they steal the princess and her maid, the old lady. Oh. Yeah. And then they take off to escape, and they they do the good old... Uh, Witcheroo? No. Abracadabra. Also no. Uh, Tennessee Shuffle. Sure, sure. The classic. Cleveland Steamer. Yes, they do the old Cleveland Steamer. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> That's what that is. I like it when my contributions actually make it into the podcast. I was just trying to make up some kind of like cod name. I couldn't Pink think stop. of one. Okay, now you're just saying gross things. <laughs> All right. That last Does he pretty- not? He's got you there. <laughs> so they uh, they split the ship into three pieces, and they all split off. That was great. It had some graphics. Yeah, it's like you know, it's almost as good as the saucer separation in Star Trek: Next Generation. And uh, Jason and the Argonauts. No. Oh, sorry. The, I don't know the second mate. I never actually caught his name. Which one? The the Michael D. Roberts character? Yeah. yeah, I don't remember his name either. We'll call him Michael. Man Gaiman. Yeah. So Man they uh Gina. They, get, they get caught by the um whatever it was. God Space damn it. Templars. 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 Space police. Sure, sure. And they're uh they're taken back to the their home planet, I guess, where they're going to be re-engineered. Yes, redesigned. Into slaves. Redesigned into slaves. See, that means you get yeah. shaved up in a free castration. Yeah. Yep. That's what Mike Dicker tells them. And then... Uh, Find they, a nickel for every time that Mike Dicker told me to shave and get castrated. You get a castration and a lobotomy. Yeah. Well, see, they they kind of said it like the terms were interchangeable, so I was confused. But I never saw anybody really get a lobotomy, so I guess they just meant have castration. You, have you seen someone get a castration? Eh, no, but I saw that machine, and, you know, <laughs> I didn't see a lobotomy machine, and nobody really seemed lobotomized, so. Old choppy well, man, you know. it looked like he'd do the job. He's more bitey than choppy. You're more bitey yeah. than choppy. And if you don't get back to your book, I'm going to back to your book. Okay. You know what I mean? Not particularly. Hell, I don't. <laughs> if, you, if caller, or listeners, if you do, please write in. If you please. do, seek medical help immediately. Life is hard. If you understand, understand what the hell anything. he's talking about. <laughs> so, um... It turns out that the princess saved them from the castration machine. Because well, can we go into the castration process in general here? Certainly. I love that. I love it. It's like obviously shot like in the bot on the bottling line for some kind of <laughs> beverage. <laughs> like, you can literally see the bottles going by in the background. <laughs> yeah, and and the the guys who were like cutting off their clothes with hedge trimmer. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, that was great. <laughs> And the one dude like, man, if they if they short me on pay again, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something crazy. And they're like, uh, I do. Could you wait until like after you're done cutting off my clothes to do something crazy, please? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh, Jason tries to seduce his way out of it, and they're 
with the ladies, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. that ain't going to work, you bro. You won't be up for that. Yeah, and they have to shave him, and, like, the dude comes up with, like, the worst case of Parkinson's ever <laughs> I, a straight razor. <laughs> I was like, why did they get that poor old dude with fucking Parkinson's to come shave this guy with a straight razor? That's, that's just that's that's putting the, the head on the hat. That's, you don't need that, dude. Yeah. And then, uh, and then of course, you get to the castration machine, which is just a pair of metal jaws that, like, Open up at crotch level as you go through this machine. Yeah, it's like a bear trap. It's more humane that way. A stainless yep. steel bear trap. But they get saved by the uh, the princess. She's like, hey, look, don't worry about it. We'll explain it later. Do you just act like you, got your... like you lost your nuts? Yeah. And then they put them in the, I guess, traditional slave garb of white unitard. White unitard. And white hair. White, and white eyebrows. Yeah. I've been waiting so many years in episodes to be able to scream the word unitard. Well, you haven't really screamed it yet, Brett. Unitard! There you go. Great. I mean, I thought I said it loud enough the first time, but... Yeah. You did. Chris so Brett's now completed his bucket list. <laughs> Chris didn't look aggravated or partially deafened, so I figured I should go ahead and scream. <laughs> so, uh... Um, he looked both. I know, right? I definitely look look more deaf now. <laughs> He's got that deaf look in his eye. You're visibly deaf, people often say to me. <laughs> uh, look at you, you made another joke. Hell, that's one. Keep count with me, Christian. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Can't you see how deaf I am? <laughs> what? <laughs> So anyway, uh, the uh, the princess and her, I don't, was that lady the maid? I think it's like her, her mom, maybe? Some sort of a school marm. Oh, it's definitely like her maid or something. It's her servant. Her handler. Chamber, <laughs> chamber maid. Her, her hand matron. So they, uh, they go and buy them from the slavatorium. Everything's yep. in the torium. Mm-hmm. And they take them to the most 80s future party that's ever existed. It was awesome. It was a dance. It wasn't a party. No, nah, that was I a party. I love how the dance starts with jazz hands. See, it was yeah. a dance. You had all the well, guys the in turbans. The party. And, I don't know what you're talking about. They had the guys with the turbans and the gold face paint. And the guys, like, literally getting high? Yep. Yeah, you put on the brain shocker. <laughs> and it makes you float good. All you have to do is electrocute your ears real bad, and then you can float for a while. We Probably. all float up here. Yeah. This was it? Mm-hmm. The second one sucked. So, uh... I haven't seen it yet. It was, that's what we watched, because of the floating. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, I'm not as funny as Chris. Oh, this is the second it. I yeah. I now. See? Troy just looks mad that I talked. That's reasonable. Bad joke. I just look confused that you talked, Brett. That's all. Sorry. Also reasonable. Shut up! So anyway, uh, at the party, the head of the Templars... Space police. Yeah, space cop, whatever, shows up, and he's, uh... He seems like he's cool with the princess, but then all of a sudden... Decides that he's not. 
Right. After the uh the so Mike takes a robot to the robot room where they meet up with their buddy they met in prison. Killjoy, Mike Ditka. Yeah. And he's acting like a robot in the robot room. He does yeah, he's dressed like a knight, like he's in like full plate mail, but somehow he's using that to pretend to be a robot so that he can sneak around because he escaped as a priest or a monk from the, the chop shop because apparently they don't castrate monks just in case God actually exists. Yeah. That's a good policy. So, um, the, the head of the Templars gets all mad for some reason that isn't abundantly clear. Well, because he wants to talk to the princess and she's like, smell you later. Yeah. And which I guess, I mean, it's not used to being, he's not used to being ignored. I think is the issue. Oh, so he sixes guards on her, and then a uh, team pirate helps her escape. And old Mike Ditka joins them in their escape, where they uh, three of them get on a motorcycle and then drag him behind them. Yes, in the hallway slash roadway. <laughs> they run over a robot family. Yeah, little shoot, mommy, baby, mommy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he was concerned about his mommy and baby. And then uh, they get separated, so it's Team Mike, Dicka, and Regular. Yep. Get Aww. separated from the princess and Jason. Argonauts. And they meet up with Jive Robot, unfortunately. Blood. Yeah. Jive Robot probably played better in 84. Yeah. He's like, hey, you want to see some titties? We got titties over here. You want some titties? I titties? You like titties? 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 titties. Blood. Yeah. And and they're like, and he says, well, he's taking transportation to the titties, and they're like, transportation, you say? Yep. So they all meet up after escaping. They get on the princess's ship, and they're gonna head to the pirate moon so they can. Do whatever the fuck the princess wants, which I guess is finding her dad. Princess stuff. Yeah. She needs to find her dad who disappeared. Looking for the seventh planet. And they're going to get mad water. Yeah. Why not just regular water? Perhaps happy water. Oh, nah. I mean, mad like a lot. Oh, I don't understand slang. Nope. That's evident. Brett's very literal. White. He's the Drax of the podcast. Yes. White. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm just kidding. So, uh, the, the important thing. Oh, thank God we're finally to the important thing. Is that there's a space walnut. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't a sp- Well, we think it's a space walnut, but turns out it's a kinder egg full of semen. Yeah, that's one thing you can call it. That's what we both called it when we were watching the movie. <laughs> and and from that semen, the ship contracts. Space herpes. Space herpes. Yeah. It looks like a little, little worm? pink worm monster with a mouth in its mouth. Mm-hmm. And so it's now, around the ship while they try to kill it. Yeah, and it's running around. Well, slithering. Same difference. It ain't got no legs. There is a difference. You can't run without legs. 
you tell me Lieutenant Dan can't run? Or what? Lieutenant Dan. I said, are you telling me that Lieutenant Dan can't run? Man, he got new legs. Have you ever heard somebody right. say, oh no, that snake's running right at us? No, but I've also not been in many situations where free range snakes were an issue. <laughs> it's coming right for us. See? It's got a gun. <laughs> so uh, they end up on the pirate moon where they meet up with the rest of the crew or what's left of the crew. Ron Perlman pulls the fake hand gag. Oh, classic. And then... And they're trying to find some ex-friend, some friend of Jason's that the princess's dad... Yeah, Lanky Nips. Old Lanky Nips. Yeah. (laughs) That's what they kept saying. (laughs) You were called Chris Lanky Nips once, Brett. Lanky Nips? Nah, let's see. Bitch Nips? Just plain old Nips? I don't think I've ever called him Lanky Nips. No. I don't even really understand what that could be. I know. I, under, I understand Lanky. Sure, because, you know, being six foot seven and just under 200 pounds. Yeah, sure, Lanky, I know. Nips? I'm sitting here next to Nips right now. But Lanky <laughs> Nips? That doesn't make any sense. Does that make this podcast Lanky Nips? Because it's like a combination of the two of you. No, that was our failed radio DJ morning show. Okay. <laughs> Lanky and the Nips. <laughs> Lanky, Lanky Nips in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Lanky Nips in the morning. Our soundboard was too hot for the radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brett, what did your soundboard sound like? They were all lanky noises. Mostly groaning and hitting my head. Really? It doesn't sound like anything else? Oh, hold on. I'm so sorry. I wasn't prepared. I thought I was supposed to stop. There we go. That was awesome. Oh, I sound like it's underwater. I broke my oh, Good God. That's even worse than the first time. How do you even break it? It's on a goddamn phone. How did you even do that? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Good Lord. You broke an app. Like Pete did, he said, everything I touch, I bruise. I mean. Chris Brown also said that. Well, he more acted on to just said it, yeah. (laughs) Good joke, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. You you officially get one half joke for the podcast now. That's (laughs) 1.5. No, 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 just 0.5. No, I'm I'm keeping tally. This Chris Brown took away a half a point from your previous joke. Yeah, because you can't make jokes out of domestic violence, Chris. Right. Come on, dude. I didn't say anything about domestic violence. I just said Chris Brown. (laughs) I feel like it was implied. Well, you implied it. You inferred it. I didn't imply anything. Wait a minute. Blame us, Chris. I was going to say, what should we do here, Troy? I think we just say that Chris is blaming us for his bad joke. Okay, somebody had a senior moment. Now get on back to your book. It's all an illusion. So anyway, see, in order to meet up with Lanky Nips, Nips, they have to get Frog Lady to use her 
space dune buggy or whatever the fuck the it solar is. Solar-powered space dune buggy rocket car. To take him out to Sweetwater, which sounds like it would be some sort of town, but it's really a series of tents and donkeys. Yep. Little bitty dune bugger. In the space, sand. Space possums? I don't get those deer pigs. The deer pigs? The yep. prairie, the space prairie dogs. They're fucking and possums, the space dude. donkeys. Bonkies. The baby space donkeys. Carnady burro. Yep. Oh, but and also Angelica Houston gets to have. I'm sorry. Um, whatever. Why I cannot remember the Adams Adams family name. Tisha. Yeah, Morticia Adams has a uh, sword fight with a bounty hunter. And cuts him in half. Or cut, cuts his head off. Or his head off. And cuts out same some thing. other guy's eyeball. Yeah. At the same time? Afterwards. No. That's no fun. She's doing it at the same time. That's really cool. It'd be funnier that way. So, uh, Space Nips gives them all the info that the princess's dad found seven <laughs> world... Space Nips. <laughs> Space Nips? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you get a whole... They're no longer lanky because they're cold in space? Is that what it is? You get 1.3 jokes for this podcast. Well, I mean, everything in this movie is really just space and then the thing that it is. Let's be honest. True. So uh, he's like, yeah, he found the seventh world or whatever. And you have to go to some place to find it or whatever. He went to this place. Planet Nips. Yeah. Planet Amazon. And but then the uh the bounty hunters show up to collect the bounty because they've got like some crazy bounty on their heads thanks to the uh Templars. Yeah. And the the bounty hunter's vehicle has extremely large wheels. Yeah, that look like they're gonna fall off at any second. That thing yep. is fucking awesome. They run over the robot, and then they run over the robot again. Yeah. They, they shoot Frog Lady's vehicle and blow her up, and then the vehicle's perfectly fine later. Yeah. And then they uh, they chase him down. Jason does what he does best and is drug behind a thing. Yep. He, uh, he drags around a lot in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. He he gets he, on board of their of their uh, weird tractor thing, and it just kicks like six people off the side of it before anybody notices. Yeah, which is fucking ridiculous. They were bad henchmen. It is the second best fight choreography in the entire movie. Yeah, is that the first one when the little guy kicks the robot, and the little robot kicks the bigger robot in the junk, and yes. then the face, and then the junk, and then the face, and then the junk, and then the face. Yeah, that's the best. Robot six-piece combo. (laughs) And they they blow up, but Space Nips dies. He gets his back pulverized or some shit. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're off to Planet Amazon, which looks a whole lot like a poorly lit soundstage full of dry ice. But what do I know? And women in bikinis with unicorns. Yeah. And they uh, they attack our intrepid heroes. Four unicorns. Yep. Yeah, because one of the unicorns stabs one of the 
robots in the chest and then snaps its horn off, which can't be good for the unicorn. I always figured well, those I, things were a combination of vicious and reckless. I always thought unicorns were just a uh, a metaphor for for male sexuality. I thought they were a weird breed of goat. Yeah, that too. Uh, but presumably these unicorns, like they can, they can regrow their horns. I would imagine, or maybe they're like hydras. Like you snap off the horn to grow back. Well, they're space unicorns, so maybe the rules are just different than terrestrial unicorns. Unicorn. But, it's- but the important part is that they throw a lasso around Jason's neck and drag him behind a unicorn. Yeah. He gets dragged some more. Yep. And then they end up in the palatial estate that they all live in? Yes, of Bruce Valanche. Yeah. And he's the boss because he has the water, and he knows where the princess's dad is. Well, he's got the the dad in another room. Yeah. And uh, Mike shows up, not Ditka, regular. And manages to kick his head off, but turns out that's because he is just a head. Kick yeah. his whole head off. And uh, they're like, all right, spill it. Where's the princess's dad? And he's like, what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to break my legs or something? That ain't going to work, stupid. Pull out my fingernails. I'm just a head, idiot. There's no way you could hurt a head. Heads are invincible. <laughs> Bruce Wayne does continue to talk shit throughout the film. Yeah, care to make a deposit? And then, uh, so to so to uh, to torture him, they pull out a feather from one of the spears of the the Amazons and tickle his nose. Yeah, and it's so effective. Before he even like sneezes the first time, he spills everything instantly. Yeah, well, because he's not very tough, really, Chris. Yeah, no, that's that's evident. Yeah, the I love how every shot is just like his neck and head, with just at the bottom like the edge of the frame, so that like this, his body's just off frame for most of the shots. It's, <laughs> it's cheaper like, that way. It's so low budget, but so good. So they uh, they meet up with the princess's dad, but it turns out that uh, her dad is in another castle. Yep, he's just a sophisticated robot. Yeah. And inside the robot's memory banks, there's the image of a ring, which tells the princess that she needs to find her dad's ring. Yeah, which old Bruce Hadley has been keeping in his cheek like Mouth. a goddamn squirrel. <laughs> yep. And uh, and then so she takes the ring and places it in the her ring and blows on it, which makes it spin, and somehow that creates a hologram of her dad. Telling her how to get to the seventh world. Yeah. That's the way the world works, man. You got to go on these exact coordinates. Exact coordinates. That's important. Very important. So they're like, okay, cool. Let's do this thing. No deviations. But you got to watch out, though, because there's uh, there's the time dilation that happens. Yep. The time is fully dilated. And time speeds up on the way to the seventh world. Yep. So they're on the way. Oh well, yeah, and they have they have a celebratory dinner per, as cooked by Ron Perlman and some hands sticking out of a wall. They're robots. 
robot hands. And yeah. then he goes to cut the turkey, and the space herpes pops out. Yeah, and then runs off again. Slithers. For fuck's sake, it slithers. And then they have a, a nice bit about how Jason didn't tell her about his herp- the, the space herpes. Yeah. Good tested. <laughs> and then uh, they go off and bone during what passion store. Their weird little hurricane chamber. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nothing more erotic than a torrential downpour. Well, it's like a holodeck that they bone in. So simulated homeless sex. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they get right after they uh, finish up. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, if you know what I'm saying. Ejaculate. After the after the program completes. Yeah. <laughs> quite. What are you gonna break out into Lagrange in a second? What's going on over there? I might. I was thinking about it, but. I mean, his beard is getting visibly longer every I'm time too, he does it. I'm too self-conscious. The, I'm too reserved. The, uh, the yeah, Templars. President of the United States of America, you can do ZZ Top. What? Peaches? No, I was a uh, doom buggy. Yeah. You did it. What? what? My favorite, my favorite line from them is still, uh, "You, you seem pretty cool for a naked chick in a booth." That's still my favorite line from them. That's fair. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, the uh, the Templars have caught up to them because the time dilation makes everything move faster intermittently, but all the time at the same time. It's weird. Just go with it. Yeah. It's it's a it's a Cinematic representation of time speeding up, Chris. And uh, they get boarded by the Templars. A robot shits itself. Yeah. True. He pulls out his poop holding in Bolton. Oh, no, that was a different robot. This one really did just, like, shit all over the place. Yeah. We haven't talked about Buford yet, Chris. Oh, that's right. Buford. The best robot. Yeah, the robot that... uh, that Mike first mate Mike, not Mike Ditka, makes that is better than the best robot out there with the Omega by class one robots. point something milliseconds. And, yeah, and then Jason's like, I don't really, I don't mean anything by this, but uh, is there any like specific reason you made him black? And he, and Mike's response is, of course, because I wanted him to be perfect. Yeah, perfect. It's probably the best best gag in the movie. Yeah. So uh, they've been boarded. They're fighting, and uh, like as it progresses, time is moving super fast. Like days elapse in minutes. Everybody's hair starts elapse in seconds. Yeah, everybody's hair starts growing real fast. At some point, they decide to give old old Bruce a body. So now he has a robot body, and he's like, "Hey, uh." Princess, turns out she's totally pregnant. And Jason's like, huh, how'd that happen? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, she wants to talk to you. And by the time he gets there... And Bruce Valanche and the robot body's like, well, it obviously isn't my fault. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, by the time he meets up with the princess, 
enough time has passed in this sped up timeline that uh, the kid is like nine months old. He's like, great, you have a kid. Um, I have to go uh, save the ship now, so uh, smell you later. Yeah. And so uh, the fighting keeps going, time's speeding up. Ron Perlman dies of old age. <sighs> yeah. They're now swashbuckling in their, like, late 70s. Fighting the robots. My, regular Mike. Mike's hair is amazing. Yeah, his afro keeps getting bigger and whiter. Yeah. <laughs> Until it's like six feet across at yeah, one point. huge. <laughs> and uh, just when things are looking down, it looks like the ice pirates are going to lose. His uh, Jason's son shows up and saves the day. And it's all, look, Father, <laughs> I've grown my entire life in a matter of minutes. Yep. And, of course, the dad's like, hey, it's a chip off the old block. Yeah, it's a pretty good touch that they just had Jason be his son, too. Yeah. And uh, so when they make it through the time dilation, everything just smashes back to where it was before all that nonsense. And then yep. the movie just kind of stops. Freeze frame. Well, frame. they get like, so, oh, look, we found the planet full of water. Yay. Oh, where'd the Templars go? Oh, they were one, they were one degree off on their, on their coordinates. And so now they're all gone. Yeah. And it, that's it. The end. Yeah. What happens with the princess's dad? What do they do with the water? Eh, it don't matter. Who cares? It's it's yeah, weird. That's it. that's it. Yeah. And so hot, Lana. What? What are your thoughts and feelings on the movie, please? Let's keep this let's keep this focused. Okay. Uh it wasn't very scary. Ha <laughs> It was alright. It was fun to watch. I enjoyed it more than uh last week's movie. It had some pretty good Pretty good off-the-rails moments. Uh, Mike's throw towards the end there was pretty great. The castration machine, space herpes, all that stuff. It was. Uh, I'm not a big sci-fi guy, but it was. It was pretty good. It was pretty fun. Like that kind of stuff. You should watch this one. Bruce Valanche. <laughs> it was lit. I don't know. I want to get back to horror movies. Fair enough. Should yeah, that's pretty good. Should I go? or it, it, It's your trip, man. Make it your own. I like it. I think this movie... You need to watch this movie twice. You need to watch it once just to kind of acclimate yourself to what it actually is. But once you watch it the first time, the second time you see it, you pick up a lot more on the the little gags and stuff, because they're not... It is way more subtle than it has any right to be with the jokes. I think that's part of its charm, is that you can take it on face value and just watch it as a campy, goofy, 80s sci-fi, but if you go and watch it again, you'll pick up on the the goofy stuff that's going on around the edges. I mean, it's definitely not highbrow cinema, 
I believe uh, if IMDb is to be believed at any rate, this was supposed to be like a $20 million space epic. And then the studio was like, mm, how about $8 million to make it funny? <laughs> so, you know, that doesn't help anything. I know nobody liked this movie when it came out. But it, I it, liked it when it came out on HBO when I was like seven. Yeah. But I think it has its place. I would definitely say watch it twice, which sounds like a weird thing to say, but it's kind of like watching a watching like the Naked Gun movie or Airplane, where you can get enough out of it the first time to have a good time, but it's on the second time where you're like, oh, wait, I didn't catch that the first time. I mean, if you want something that definitely is tongue-in-cheek, it'll go down pretty smooth. And I say, give it a go. You could do worse. Just don't think you're in for some space opera epic, because that ain't what's going on here. What do you think, Troy? Uh, I think this movie is best described by the phrase, bonky donkey. Bonky uh, donkey. Because it is pretty, uh, pretty out there. Um, it's it's got a little bit of like social commentary humor to it here and there. Um, and it's obviously pretty, uh, on the liberal side of things, especially for the time. Uh, but overall, I mean, it's just, it's just a campy, fun, ridiculous movie that just not the last time I watched this, but the time before I was hanging out with a bunch of friends in college and we all got drunk uh, and sick off of ice one Oh one while watching this. So it's a good movie for that <laughs> of doing shots of peppermint of very strong peppermint liquor. <laughs> oh, uh, but no, it's highly enjoyable. I, uh, I like this movie. It's, it's got some nostalgia for me, obviously, because I watched it as a kid and certain things like the space herpes and the, the time speed up section always stuck with me as a kid. So I, uh, those parts I think are probably the best still to this day. Uh, but I mean, it's got like Robert Urich, Angelica Houston, Ron Perlman. Uh, who else? Max von Saito for like two minutes. Who, yeah, but I mean, it's just got like so, so many people whose names you recognize in it now, and you're just like, huh? Like, how did these people go on to have serious careers? Uh, I mean, a lot Robert of them Urich, didn't. Robert Urich had the career ahead of time, but like Ron Perlman's been very prolific afterwards. Angelica Houston, you know, was prolific afterwards. Things like that. But yeah, Robert Urich was kind of already famous at that point. John Carradine. Why do, I know that name, but. Robert Carradine, Kung Fu. But who? That's yeah. his dad. Is that his dad? Okay, I thought that might be what that was. I couldn't remember. Well, so, yeah, next, I highly recommend this movie. I, I think I agree with Chris. You should watch it twice. Once to kind of like just get the framework of the plot in your head and who everyone is and how they interact, and then just watch for everything in the background that's going on. Like the robot, there's so much humor going on with the robots that like you can just watch the robots the whole time and just laugh your butt off. So I say watch it, but what are we watching next week, Chris? 
We are going to watch The Taking of Deborah Logan because it's now available on streaming again when it wasn't the last time. Yeah, which is weird, but hey, I'll finally get to watch it instead of whatever it was I was watching that one time. I think it was just called The Taking, but it was weird. Involved the son screaming at a dude. Yikes. That's not the Deborah Logan movie I watched. Yeah, it was a weird movie. But uh, I did not finish it because I realized about 30 minutes in that this was not the taking of Deborah Logan. Because <laughs> I was like, huh, I haven't seen Deborah Logan yet. And I went and looked at the, the synopsis and I was like, that resembles nothing that's happening in this movie. And then I hit pause. I was like, oh, this is the taking, not the taking of Deborah Logan. Why did it give me this instead? <laughs> so that's my story on that. So, Hot Lana. What? What if other people want to recommend movies that we may or may not watch depending on their availability? You're aggravating. Uh, okay. Fair enough, I guess. Not an answer, but... <laughs> you can find us on the Facebooks because we're Slaughterhouse Princess. We're also on Twitter. We're also on Reddit. We're also at Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com, SlaughterhousePrincess.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Reddit, YouTube. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Patreon Store, and Discord.SlaughterhousePrincess.com. Yes. That's it. That's close enough. That was pretty good. So come back for the taking of Deborah Logan. And what other podcasts think about movies, we're going to drink about movies. Bye. No, start over!